You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back and good morning. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. It has been a stellar morning here on Real Presence Live. If you've missed any of our great conversations of people in their faith journey coming back to the faith um, or joining the faith, I always think of it coming home even if they weren't Catholic. That's true, yeah. I just always think of it that way. You can always check out our podcasts on any platform that you listen to your podcasts on. Or you can download our free app, or you can go to realpresenceradio.com. There's my plug for the day. I'll probably do it again. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, podcasts are popular, and so check us out. Put us on your must-listen list. Yeah, that's what we had to do with Rutten Radio eventually. We're Mm -hmm. like, everybody's over there listening. You know, it's just a different way. It's the same stuff. If you're doing the content, you just got to get it through the way there. Just got to make sure it's on everybody's platform. Unfortunately. That's been (laughs) Eli's job. (laughs) Uh, God bless Eli. We're grateful to have him and getting us on all the platforms that we need to be on. Yep. So for those that, that don't know, you are part of Rutten Radio. If they haven't listened, they oh, need yeah. to go out. Yeah, if down- you, yeah, yeah. download uh, Rutten Radio, R-U-T-T-E-N Radio, uh, on all of the platforms that you're on. Uh, we review movies, um, so classics, uh, cult classics and classics of the faith. We have an all kinds of repertoire. We just got done reviewing the movie Soul. Our sister oh, yeah. watched it with her kids and had questions and wondered what we thought about yep. it. So we're like, great, that's why we have Rutten there Radio. we go. Next, next month we're doing a cult classic. Stand by me. No way. Yes. So there will be a little, you know, there's always a little warning for some movies. And, you know, if you remember, Stand by me has a few little things. But it was made back, you know. I mean, it's like compared to. So Father John and I are the same age. So when we were kids, that remember, like, all the following behind it, like, all the theories behind it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was huge. So we have, yes, we have that. And then we'll do, you know, uh, we did The Passion of the Christ. Uh, We did all of The Lord of the Rings. So it's a wide plethora and really our desire is to share time together as brothers my the three rotten brothers and then also to help us look at reality in a way and not be afraid to to see the church says that if there is something true good and beautiful it is catholic and yet sometimes we begin by first deciding and then we live in this confined world where we can't look Mm. out at anything to do the discernment and so yeah we watch movies and sometimes they aren't what you would expect priests to be to be reviewing, yeah. but kind of like Bishop Barron, you know, he reviews all kinds of stuff and yes. then you'd like pull out um, and hopefully in that we educate people to look at all of their life and see where it is that yeah, faith is Yeah, because we don't live work. in a bubble. Yeah, and so I think in many ways this is what struck me. Beth Noonan, welcome Yay! to Real Presence Radio! Beth! Because here's a woman who <laughs> looks at everything, wants, wants faith to, to see everything. So I'm going to let Heather take over here. I know she just loves you, I'm Beth. I'm so excited, Beth. I, when I saw your name, I was just like, no way! <laughs> I know! When I first met you two years ago, I would have said no way. <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't asked two years ago, then. Exactly. So, Beth, for, for the listeners that don't know much about you, you're on vacation right now, right? Yes, we are. Well, thank you for taking time out for us. Of course, anything for a rutten. 
it. <laughs> 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 give a little background of who you are, Beth. Sure. I am a Catholic parishioner at St. Mary's here in Sioux Falls. I have been a Catholic all of my life, and I am married. I work as a scientist in Sioux Falls. I have an awesome husband and a 12-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. Beautiful. Well, and for those that don't know, Ryan Noonan is her husband, and he probably knows a lot of people, and a lot of people know him. He's a local celebrity. <laughs> In his own right. Yeah, so if you're outside of the Sioux Falls area, you don't know. But if you're here, it's a good chance you do. <laughs> yeah. But we want him to know you. Yes. And in a particular way, because of your journey, as you said, you are a scientist. And it's mm-hmm. been a great blessing for me, Beth, number one, mm-hmm. um, to and I have to to be able to share together the relationship with Jesus Christ is a huge blessing. And I've been friends with Ryan Noonan since I was a little boy. We used to play basketball together. We've been around all the time. But you don't always have those friendships that you had in that way that trans- transition into also including faith. Sure. And so it's been a great gift. But Beth, you as a scientist really have had to wrestle with things and you live in an environment that maybe isn't always as conducive to mm-hmm. faith. Um, but first, before we get there, maybe the important part is what happened to you and what has been transpiring in the couple of years that's brought you to such a place uh, to be able to speak so convincingly? Sure. I guess I'll just tell you about my journey, my faith journey. That's really, um, it's always been going, but it's really been skyrocketed in the last couple of years. And I think it really comes down to key people coming into my life at certain points when I was ready to see it and accept it. And um, just uh, certain things that happen because of those people. So when I reflect back on my on my faith, I see my 20s as kind of a selfish time. I think that that's pretty typical for a lot of people. Um, I went to church when it worked. Um, then I met Ryan in my 30s, and we got married, and we had our babies. And we definitely got back into... Um, you know, attending Mass regularly and praying together. and But really, it was for me, church was something that I did on Sundays. And I grew up, my mom, I call her a super Catholic because she's like an amazing example. She's super involved in charismatic renewal. And Do you I mind mentioning up, who she is? Oh, her name is Jane Bart. Yeah. So she, to me, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like, what a, I consider, yeah, a super Catholic. Like, she is an example of what what is possible if you really go all in. And something just, for some reason, I, I haven't tried to figure out what that is yet. I, I just held back a little bit. I'm like, well, when I, it was all about when I'm ready. I'll do this when I want to do it because I know, like, that it's going to take a little more work. Um, I would say that I was living my faith, but I wasn't pursuing it. Like, I was like a neutral Catholic. Mm. And then, go ahead. So by the time I was, like, 40, that's when I was like, okay, my kids are like, they don't need all of this from me. And I just felt it. Like, I'm like, there's more. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we had a new priest come in, Father Paul Rutten. 
<laughs> and I've been feeling this for a while. I could feel it on my heart. And his first homily, I was just sitting there in the pew, and I was like, boom, here we go. And, like, my whole body got warm, and I just knew, I knew that things are never going to be the same. So, he's a family friend. We know the Ruttons well. Well, he wasn't my friend, actually. He was Ryan's friend. I, Father Paul was just John and Joe's older brother. But, you know, he, he was a friend to the Noonan family. So, we had him over, and we clicked, and he's awesome. He's fun with the, the, uh, at supper, and he likes to play games. And so, we developed a friendship. And he invited Ryan and I, and this is, like, so pivotal. It's just amazing to me. He invited Ryan and I to uh, a Catholic radio uh, fundraising dinner. And I, I was like, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm up for anything. I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know that Catholic radio existed. And I was so blown away. It's like this door had been opened that, that I didn't even know that existed. And I liked to be stimulated in my car. Uh, so I was listening to ESPN to, like, stimulate my brain and, like, get me thinking. And the very next day, I turned my car radio, radio over to Catholic Radio, and I've never listened to another single thing in my car <laughs> two years later. And it was amazing. It just showed me all these things that I had on the back, things that I didn't even know existed. And I grew up Catholic. And it showed me people on the same journey, people a little bit ahead of me and, like, what I wanted to go for. And then, you know, like, scholars uh, just teaching constantly. Every time I turn up the car and walk into work, I'm thinking about, like, wow, that was so cool. I need to figure that out. I'm going to figure that out. And it's just this, this constant barrage is just so refreshing because our minds, like, my mind wants to be stimulated all the time and to stimulate it with... Um, Catholic, spiritual, and, and know it's true. That was, like, so pivotal at that time because it was, like, election time, and then it was COVID time, and I could just believe it was true. Like, that just fed my heart and my mind to get me in the place where I needed to be to, like, grow my personal relationship. So that was so key, that one invitation to a fundraising dinner. It literally changed my life. And then, so I'm attending Mass, same as I always was, but now with all this, like, newfound, um, like, vigor and want. And Father Paul, he's giving his homilies, which are absolutely amazing, totally, like, stimulating for me. They touch my heart. And I realize that he's always touching on these same three things. It's always going back to this. A real relationship with Jesus, like in your heart, like a real, like he is your friend, and understanding his love, the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, and like living your Catholic faith through acts of service or evangelization. And those are definitely three areas where I always, you never had to convince me of anything in the Catholic Church. Like, I believe it all. I just didn't know how to experience all to the depth that I knew was possible. So, blown like, away right all, now. <laughs> what? I am blown away right now. <laughs> oh, really? 
Oh yeah, she's <laughs> crying right now, Beth. She has oh. her glasses. She has her glasses off. She's this she's she's out of what we do. she's out of Heather Carroll working for a living mode right now, and she's in. I'm just following Jesus too, and maybe my life makes a difference. Maybe, oh yes, changing yeah. lives every maybe day. Maybe it's I not think. just about interviewing priests that <laughs> everyone says make a difference, but maybe my life, Heather Carroll, yeah. makes a difference. Beth Newman's for sure, Heather, life you makes do. a difference. Oh, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll get into all the people that I've touched because you touched me, you know, and your oh. and your, your mission. It's beautiful. For sure. It's beautiful. Yeah, Thank and, and you. it's amazing because I just see myself as just a normal, regular person just going about my business. But Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You take for granted, like, the, the, the moments and the impacts that you're having just by you following um, your call. For sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, Beth Noonan just gave a huge plug, huge shout out for Real Presence Radio, Catholic Radio, um, and how it's impacted her life and how a priest and Catholic Radio has kind of led her back to a stronger uh, relationship with the Catholic Church and with her faith and with God. And it's just a beautiful story. Um, we're blessed to have you on the air this morning sharing with us about that. How has that impacted developing this deeper relationship? Um, I know that Ryan Noonan is very involved. Your husband is very involved in a lot of Catholic things, including the Knights of Columbus. How has this helped your family? How has this helped your relationship with your husband? Oh, hugely. Um, just by exploring this further, like by, by, by embracing it further, I, um, I found, you know, like, I want this. I, I want a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, so how do I go about doing that? Well, guess what? Father Paul tells us in his homilies, you know, you spend time with Jesus, and that's something that I was not doing, you know, like hmm. going to Mass for 60 minutes on a Sunday and being, you know, that that's not enough. It, it wasn't enough for me, that's for sure. So, you know, so then what do you do? Well, you do daily prayer, and then I heard the word adoration, and on I, I didn't know what adoration was. I don't think I did. And I heard that on Catholic Radio, too, and I'm like, people were giving witness to, well, when I have issues, like, I go to adoration, and I take them to Jesus Christ, and I'm right there with Him, and... You know, like, I let him talk to my heart, and I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah, because you're a scientist, and so you're like, how does that work? (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, well, I yeah, I want that. I want that piece. And then once you're looking for all of this, it's right there. Like, I'm on my Facebook, and there's a notification from St. Mary's Church that adoration is Wednesday at 5 p.m. And I'm like, Wow. (laughs) I've never seen this before, but I've always been, you know, on there, like, it just comes, it just, it, it just, it's, it's given to you when, when you, when you want it. And so I start, and I, I started going back to confession regularly, and then that's where I get help from the priest. I'm kind of a very introspective person, so I'm not like, I did this, I did this. I'm like, well, my heart, I feel this on my heart. And so then I really get, it's almost like counseling, like, well, you need to pray for grace this. So, you know, one of the things is, like, 
Um, my relationship with my family, my husband, I'm short-tempered with my kids, will pray for grace. So I pray for grace so that I'm a better mom, and that I am a better mom, mm-hmm. and that I'm a better wife. And once, once I start learning all of this and understanding myself better, then Ryan and I are now having conversations about our spirituality with each other and conversations about our relationship with Jesus Christ. And with my kids, I'm actively talking about, you know, tell me sometime in your day where, you, you know, you experienced your, your faith, where you, where you lived it. Did you see Jesus in somebody? Were you Jesus to somebody? And we're having this open dialogue. And the more you talk about it, uh, the more you see it. So then it's commonplace, and you're, like, immediately giving thanks for the little and the big things that are happening right away. And it's just, it's beautiful, and it, it just uh, extends out. And so then, then you want to share that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you become, Ryan's huge now into the Knights of Columbus, and he's surrounding himself with like-minded men and... Um, Father Paul, like, I, like we're participating now in events in the church that, that are there because Father Paul has brought them, but, but we're actively part of it, and we're like right there doing it and happy to do so because we know that we'll, we'll be with other people that want that too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and one thing that stuck out that you had said earlier, um, and I had this attitude when I was in high school and college, is that I don't want to become like my mom because my mom is also uber Catholic. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it looked like so much work. I mean, just like, yeah. oh, I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> and, and maybe she's like, maybe she's, she's too good. Like, I don't know if I want to be that good. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I think we all have the same mom. <laughs> yeah. That's a tall order. <laughs> But now, now I'm turning into, you know, I feel like I'm becoming more and more like my mom. And I'm like, well, this isn't, you know, like I'm still having a great life and I'm still having fun and I don't feel like I'm missing anything, you know? Yeah, if anything, it's 10 times better. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. Well, and I think that's key is that you opened yourself up to God and you opened yourself up to the experience and he just stepped yeah. right in. He was just waiting. Mm-hmm. He's just waiting, standing there exactly. waiting. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not that hard. <laughs> no. no, it's not that hard, but I do think uh, in it, uh, you've really helped me, Beth. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, those are three simple points. Yeah, to like ensure, because you can be all over the board, you know, but the simplicity with mm-hmm. which, like a relationship with Jesus Christ, a relationship with Christ present in the Eucharist, a living faith that's serving or evangelizing or moving out may be a sure. good way to... Sure. Um, but uh, I always, I think, one of the things I've recognized is... You always have to begin with Jesus. Like, it's, it's his mm-hmm. initiative. So while we're prepared, it's even the Holy Spirit that prepared us to be ready. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. Th- the reason I say this is so that we don't get frustrated when, when, as we go out, people don't respond the way that we want. Sometimes it's just we need to go out and then eventually pray for people to be open. And, right. you know, so something happened to you, Beth, and that's what then opened everything up and once it happens then you look back and you're like oh my gosh and this was connected and that was connected and this was there and this is how it happened and then now i want this and it's so it's this beautiful thing that just flourishes because something happened in that pew that time Mm -hmm. you heard that homily Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing that then happened when you went to the radio station but like there's a moment and 
um, in, in the canyon or any of the things that I teach in all of my baptismal classes, I always remind people that baptism is connected with encounter. You always meet the presence of the risen Lord and have baptism. In today's age, in the early church, you, were, you met him first and then you were baptized. Or you met him through sure. the companionship, through a friendship, through the priest, through the Eucharist, and then you were baptized over a period of time. Today, we're baptized and then we've lost the, the art, if you might call it, of proposing the fullness of the Christian life, which is encounter. You have baptism and, and you meet him. And, mm-hmm. and once you meet him once in a powerful way or once you get that, then you start wanting everything. And then you have to begin every day and you have to say, Lord, I want you again today. And he might show up and he might not. He might not so that you're purified, so that you don't fall in love with just the experience, that you sure. grow in love with him. But he shows up in so many ways. So yeah. many ways. So many ways. Yes, and that's, I'm really that's... curious, Beth, uh, I'll let you go, but I want to hear how he has showed up for you at work. That's the thing that really oh, changed me was, sure. as a scientist, mm-hmm. how has this impacted your relationship with your work and with your coworkers? Okay. Yeah, great. Cause this is kind of a unique story, too. Uh, so, like I said, I'm a scientist at a biotech company. And um, kind of this, this all these realizations for me have all happened in the last two years, and I've been a scientist for 20 years. So for me, uh, work was work, and, and then life was life, and I, I was very good at separating work from life. And, you know, it was easy for me to, you know, think about God and pray and, you know, my kids go to Catholic school, so that was, you know, like, and, you know, we're members at St. Mary, so, like, that was always part of life, my mom life, my wife life, life, my family life. And then when I went to work, I was a scientist, and it was so separated, I had absolutely no idea. I did not realize that that was my mentality and that that's how I was living my life. And it's not that I ever had, like, a class where they taught you, like, God does not belong in science. That is not, you know, it's just an understanding that I had developed over the course of my, my training, I guess. Um, I think I was hyper aware of respecting um, other people's beliefs or non-beliefs at work, especially because we were in science, so it was very understood that God may not be a part of a lot of people that you work with, you know. So it, it just it just absolutely did not travel with me through the doors of my work. Hmm. So, yeah, and I viewed my work, my science, um, when things went good, it's because I was smart and I did something right. And when things failed, it's because I wasn't smart enough. Like... The idea that like God had anything to do with anything happening in my lab was so foreign. Um, it, it just was not something that, that that was with me at all. So when I started like learning more and like understanding, I was like, "Whoa!" That was like a huge um, epiphany for me. Like, "Wow, no, this is not all about me." This is not all about, you know, the genius that's in the lab next to me. Like, this, it's bigger than that. And so when COVID came, it, it was very hard times in, in the science industry because everyone else, you know, is the same as medical. Everybody else, you know, kind of sat, not sat back, but they started working from home or where we considered ourselves frontline because we were actively 
working towards improving the world and saving lives. And there was a lot of pressure. And that brought, like, it brought me specifically a ton of anxiety. I had so much anxiety at work about getting it done, about doing it right, about being good enough, about fixing things, about saving people. But I was, like, I was suffering. And that's right when I started realizing, like, I need to pray. I need to spend time with Jesus. I need to rely on Him and stop trying to control everything myself. And so what I found when I was praying, the most difficult thing in my life was my work, and I was praying about this constantly. And then I would get to work, and I would stop thinking about it. I would pray that I could get through work, and then get to work and stop. And then slowly, (laughs) I made all these little changes. I'm like, wait a minute, it doesn't have to stop. What are you doing? Like, pray immediately before a big meeting. Pray after a particularly hard meeting. You know, I had to allow, slowly allow God to come with me to work and rely on Him. I think I heard it on Catholic Radio. Like, I just have to be faithful, and He will bring the glory. You know, like, this is not all on me. Just do what I need to do. And... Next thing I know, I'm like putting holy cards up on my desk. I'm <laughs> becoming your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got little stains around my office, you know, to keep me like positive and focused on that. I take prayer breaks. Like I think, like if I have a great meeting, I like stop and I'm like, thank you for being with me through that meeting. Or if I know a hard one's coming, like, Holy Spirit, please be with me through this meeting. And, you know, and it's all working. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm like, well, now I'm the calmest one in the office. And people are like, well, how are, how are you balancing this? Like, how are you? And I'm just like, you know, it started out, I'd say, like, you know, this might sound weird, but I pray before the meetings. Or, you know, mm-hmm. this, you, you, you might not, you know, think this is cool to say in the office, but I pray about this all the time. And, you know, the next thing I know, like, people are, you know, they're like, come to, I'm a manager, so they come to me and I'm like, well, I'm going to pray for you, and, you know, I'm going to pray that we that you figure this out, uh, you know, because it's, it's usually with managing, it's not about science always, it's about people and their lives mm-hmm. and their struggles that, that they have to bring with them to work. Yeah, so the next thing I know, I'm telling, I'm telling people at work, like, yeah, I pray, like, I pray for this project, I pray for you, and um, I didn't know, like, how they would handle it, but you know what? They keep coming back, <laughs> and they keep sitting in my office and shutting the door and, you know, wanting that. So, yeah, it's just a really neat um, realization, wow. I guess, for myself. And it was a, a lot of small steps came, and I thought it was cool because this is something that I kind of figured out on my own, and in the beginning I would have relied on someone like uh, Father Paul or Father John, or, you know, someone else being like, well, you know, this best, but I feel like I figured this one out on my own through praying and um, and really reflecting and asking for help and relying and trusting on, on, on all of it, yeah. Beth Noonan, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Thanks, you're welcome. Beth. You're here. You're a gift. Yep. <laughs> yep, you hit a home run. It's even more amazing than we when we talked at Gladys' birthday party. Oh. <laughs> that's that's how this happened. I was at a birthday party, and I love it. 
we, I love it. She started telling me, and I'm like, wow. You got to come talk. Yeah. So thank well, you, Beth, and have a great, great vacation. Yeah, we're our half hour is already up, so we have to take a break. Wow. So. Okay. That was fast. <laughs> well, I love you guys, too, and you're super important people to me, too. And thanks for oh, all the wonderful. blessings that you do for all the people. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Beth Noonan. Have a great vacation. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Go in peace. All right, Father John. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Part four of your story. Yeah. I love it when we get to go to your story. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 